KC in the morning. Hey. Only on Tulsa's Mix 96.5. Cal Penn. Culpin Modi, how are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. Uh, for those listening to us right now, uh, this you know who he is, Harold and Kumar, and you have now a book out. You've got all these movies. You're not stopping working. Uh, <laughs> look, man, as, a, as an actor especially, you realize, like, if you're you don't work most of the year, right? Like you're you're waiting for your right. season of something to start, or you're auditioning for stuff. And so, when you're lucky enough to to, to act, you do your thing. But then during that downtime, I, I needed to fill the time. So sometimes I write sketches or scripts, and thankfully one or two of them are coming out recently. And then and then uh, spent you know four and a half years during downtime just writing a book because I I had the time and I re- really felt like there was a fun a fun or funny story to tell. Okay, so this book. Dude, I got to tell you, I downloaded it. I'm about page 80 or so. It's awesome. It's, it, dude, it's laugh, oh, out, it's laugh out loud funny. And I'll tell you why. Um, for, for several reasons, uh, I, I relate to it because I was a, an actor for so many years in musical theater and I started when I was really young. But your footnotes, I'm reading it on a Kindle. So you have the footnotes and it's like another part of the book. They're like extra punchlines. They're like double punches. If you hit the footnote, you literally just did LOL as one of your footnotes. And I was laying in bed last night laughing out loud. So thank you for that. <laughs> thank you. Look, the, the footnote thing was really fun to write. And it was basically like, I won't ruin too much. There, there are a couple of footnotes later in the book that I think if, if you've noticed them, you'll especially like. But it was kind of like a way to continue offering either just ridiculous humor or a little more context on stuff that didn't feel like it fit in the chapters. Uh, um, and I'd never written a book before. So I was like, yeah, this just seems like a fun way to do it. It's also, I, I recorded the audio book myself Um and it was that was a, a funny thing they they emailed and said, "Do you want to do your own audiobook?" I was like, "Of course, why? Who else would? <laughs> Who else could, like can be me? I could hire somebody to do it." Yeah, they're like, "Well, a lot of a lot of people just hire a voice actor to do it." I was like, "But then what about the footnotes? They're not going to know how to punch those footnotes." And I'm glad I read it myself right before we were talking. Audible emailed and said, "Hey, your your audiobook is uh, one of our top picks for 2021." I was like, "Oh my gosh, God, that's yes, awesome! Thank you." So I just got to say thank you to anyone who's also downloaded the audiobook because it was it was fun to record the uh, the verbal version of what you're reading right now. I can't finish. I can't wait to finish the book. It, it's fantastic. You can't be serious is the name of the book. It's out right now. I haven't read it, Cal. I'm sorry. I'm hoping Casey will put it as a stocking stuffer That's for okay. me because he's raving about it yeah. and I can't wait. Do you mention in the book about your time with Sabrina the Teenage Witch? I do. There's a, there are a number of stories that I tell in the especially the earlier chapters are about like, you know, it was like 20 years ago, the late 90s, early 2000s trying to navigate being an actor and every actor, everybody who moves to California and tries to be an actor, we all have this similar sense of a story, which is like Hollywood will always tell you exactly what you're not or what (laughs) they think you should be. And in, in my case, that was just like, I I was born and raised in New Jersey, but they couldn't shake the fact that uh, I'm this Indian guy trying to be an actor. So every audition was like, hey, can you do an Indian accent? I was like, I can, but haven't we seen that a million times before? Yeah, I don't want to. So Sabrina was especially, you know, I, that was a show that my little cousins watched, and I was excited to have the chance to audition for it. But 
I, I remember going on this audition and, and I had prepared this big backstory about, you know, the character I was playing or auditioning for was a part of a part of a kid in Sabrina's study group. Um, and I created this whole backstory about how he loves like organic beer and small batch coffee. And uh, I go on the audition and the, and the, the producer's just like, okay, hey, that was really funny, but can you do it again with an Indian accent? And I was like, uh, I mean, I can. And so the story that I tell in the book is about how I tried to convince him to let me do it just normal mm. um, and how I failed miserably. And it was more about <laughs> his arrogance, but about how it's so nice that systems have changed over time, not just because of the stereotype, but also because if you think about it, like when you see characters a million times before, they get more and more boring. And as a, as yes. a comedy writer, you're always looking for like, what's the funniest thing we can do now? What's like, what's the next step of that comedy? How do you make it evolve and appeal to people in ways like we did with the Harold and Kumar movies or like Bridesmaids or some of the Tiffany Haddock right. stuff that she does? Um, yeah, so uh, I do tell a story about that show. <laughs> that was early on in your career in a time where most of us are taught you say yes, you do anything right. that your job needs you to do. And even though you didn't yeah, win yeah. that battle, where did you get the courage to even give those ideas to the producer? Like, I think it should be this way. I don't think this character should have an accent. Where did that courage come from? I, I think some of it's that combination. You, you hit the nail on the head just even by asking the question was, was like, you take the jobs that you take if you really love what you do. And it's, it's a tricky thing to I think explain to people, especially if you're in any career that touches on the arts or that might be competitive, it's the same with like uh, friends of mine who are professional athletes. It's like, well, if you're getting placed somewhere, you take that gig. Like, mm -hmm. you know, unless you're unless you can be picky for some reason. Um, and so, as as actors, musicians, you know, artists, we we just kind of you take what you can get, but you always want to make it better. And so, I think so, sometimes I just kept my head down and didn't say anything. But after a certain point, I was like, wait, but I do feel like I have ideas that can make something funnier or better. And I do think there's a respectful way of, of offering that up. Now, like, you know, a lot of people in these positions, Hollywood is not known for kindness necessarily. Right. So there are a lot of bosses or producers who would just shout at you if you brought up any ideas. I was like, oh, all right. So you got to kind of feel it out, too. Well, it's impressive. I mean, the, what you've done in the 20 years since, you know, we saw you as Taj on Van Wilder. And now it's really cool because, gosh, I wish we had an hour to talk to you. There's so many things I want to talk to you about. The White House and, and the Obama administration, which is all in the book, I hear. But Hot Mess Holiday, you've got a, a Comedy Central show, a movie coming out, which is about Diwali, right? It's South Asian actors. It is, yeah. It's a, it's a, a, a Christmas movie, the Diwali movie, and a, a diamond heist all in one. Uh, so there's a reason. It, it's not your Hallmark uh, Lifetime holiday movie. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that, by the way. I watch that stuff all the time. It's, it, it's more reminiscent of like Bridesmaids or something Tiffany Haddish would be in, mm. um, where we wanted it to be ridiculous and fun. And, you know, Diwali is this, uh, it's the Festival of Lights, um, similar to Hanukkah in, in theme about light overcoming darkness and uh, and during, with a Christmas backdrop. It was just so much fun to do. It was based on a short film that Serena Jindal and Melanie Chandra put together, that these two incredible, very funny women. So I'm so glad we got to develop this into a movie, and uh, it comes out December 11th. I've heard you mention in other interviews that, you know, streaming services 
are are really, you know, kudos to them for bringing forward more relatable characters and stories. I myself, I'm Mexican American. I grew up in the '90s, so TV shows like Family Matters, Fresh Prince, even though they were about African American families, I felt the closest Hmm. to those shows and characters like AC Slater from Saved by the Bell, Benny from The Sandlot. Those were only characters that I could relate to as well. Surprisingly, they didn't have to have the Mexican accent or Latino accent. But nowadays, my biracial son can see himself in an overflowing handful of TV shows and movies. And I've heard you just give kudos to streaming services. They're doing such a good job with that in ways that, you know, the way I describe it is like, like you said, when we were growing up, we didn't have a whole lot of people who looked like us. And sometimes it's tough to explain to people who have always had that, what that means. And and it kind of means like when you don't see yourself, you don't think that you have limitless possibility in life. You kind of think that, well, maybe certain things aren't for people who look like me. And that's not true, right? Like we, right. you should feel like you can go out there and achieve and do anything. So the streamers now, Amazon, Hulu, Netflix, like their content is diverse in terms of all the like, sure, if you want to check a box for diversity. But more than that, it's just the content is so good. Like shows that are so funny to watch because they're funny. I don't know if you've seen Rami on Hulu. Oh, it's brilliant. You know, it's about a Muslim American guy in New Jersey, but it's also not about that. It's about just him being a weirdo mm-hmm. in a way that anybody, no matter what your background is, you can relate to. And that's what I love about the streamers right now is. Yes, the concept's diverse, but also it's just funnier than anything else out there. we got to read the book. Thank you so much, Cal Penn, for joining us, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. KC in the morning. Oh, yeah. And today's best music on Tulsa's Mix 96.5.